Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart dash calculator. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Welcome to a super duper jam-packed episode of the Yogi Scopes podcast. So as I'm sure y'all know, we have a new moon solar eclipse this week, which is a pretty big deal. So that's going to be a huge focus of this episode, but I also have some housekeeping things to tell you, and I'm going to tell you about a couple other things astrologically that happened this week that um, definitely impact the energy of this eclipse. So a lot of big stuff going on. I just want to say, first of all, thank you for being here. Second of all, um, this episode is going out later than I anticipated, true to my form. If you've been around for a little while listening to my other podcast or this one, um, it's sometimes a real feat for me to even get to record every week because I do have a toddler. So my schedule is a little bit beyond my control sometimes when he gets like sick and sent home from childcare or whatever, you know, just stuff happens a lot. You know, we all have life stuff. Um, so here I am, the episode's coming out late and actually this week didn't have anything to do with my kid. It had to do with, um, on Monday I recorded the December outlook for the brand new membership that I'm launching or has been, have been in the process of launching for since October. In fact, I've been, (laughs) this has been in the works, um, because I just, I'm slow at things, but I make them happen, right? You know, that's okay. And so that's what I'm here a lot of times to kind of create that culture and, uh, model that for other folks that, you know, we can make our dreams happen. It might not always happen in the timeline we want it to. I wanted this to launch like forever ago. But anyway, here we are. I launched it this week. Um, and I actually used it as an example on the Science of Light, the episode this week, talking about um, releasing through an economic concept called the sunk cost fallacy. So it's super interesting episode, I think, in my opinion. Um, and I've actually gotten feedback from some listeners that they enjoyed it. So for, you know, just a little reminder, I'll keep reminding you, I love when you reach out to me. Um, so, so go listen to that, hear more about the membership and also that practice over there. I didn't like state it explicit, explicitly in that episode, but you'll see why after I talk about the eclipse that, um, that stuff will be relevant to your eclipse practices as well. It's all part of a greater plan that I have. I've, uh, I'm really excited about it. I've started plan. I have themes and topics and episodes planned out like almost all the way through next June. So for the next like seven months, I've got things planned because I've been really spending a lot of time recently looking ahead 
at astrological happenings and, you know, the seasons Ayurvedically and all these things and what I'm going to cover to be the most beneficial to you all because my intention is to serve in a way that's um, helps you connect to your natural rhythms and cycles, connect to nature, connect to the cosmos and connect to how those things are landing for you personally. I mean, that's my whole intention with everything I do. So I'm just excited that I've got that planned out for several months now. So hopefully it it always hits on time and um, is something useful is my intention. So I've been doing that for a little bit now. And that's why the episodes over on the science of light usually are somewhat helpful and relevant astrologically. It's just, I know all the folks that listen over there, many of them are into astrology. Like some of y'all probably listen to that too, or maybe that's how you found me, that podcast. Um, but I do know I have a decent amount of listeners over there that could give a shit less about astrology. So, um, so I try not to, that's why I started a separate podcast. Anyway, with that said, that's why I launched the membership. I've been talking about it a couple of weeks now. It's been in the works for even longer than that, but I've been kind of, you know, giving myself a deadline. And of course I missed my deadline, um, of last week, but so it's out now and the December outlook is up now. So if you go sign up, you can either sign up for a yearly price or uh, monthly. And either way, as soon as you sign up, you get access. You'll get an email login thing or like I think I actually said it so that you can create your login at checkout because that should be easier. Um, but if you don't, then you can you'll get an email and you'll sign in and already loaded into there is your December outlook. Um, and there's some other cool stuff. So after I upload this episode, there will also be a sign by sign interpretation for the eclipse waiting for you in there. So just a couple things you'll get from the membership. You'll get weekly sign by sign, um, yogi scopes, yoga practices for the astrological weather. You will get access to the new moon circles, which just this month are becoming exclusive only to members. So maybe you want to try out the membership. So I'm, it's going to be a $25 drop in going forward, but it's free for members. But this time I don't actually have, you can't sign up to just drop in. So if you wanted to just drop in a month of the membership, if you pay for monthly instead of yearly is $14.99, which is cheaper than the $25 drop in. So you could sign up for a month of the membership, test it out, um, decide if you like it or not, come to the event, which will be tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time, Saturday. So scheduled it in the morning because honestly, y'all, I have a toddler and evenings are hard. Like the whole 4 to 8 p.m. time is like dinner time, rush, bedtime craziness. And then by the time I get done with that, like I could theoretically hold it after bedtime at like 8 p.m. Eastern time. Even then, sometimes it's like hit or miss if he's actually in bed on time. But assuming he is, I'm just like drained after that process. And I want to show up in my best way. That's why I planned it in the morning. But going forward, I will absolutely take members' feedback. Um, we've still been trying. I've The time has changed every time I've held this event because 
We're still trying to find the time that works and I'm absolutely open to feedback. It's not about what I need as much as it is about what you need. Um, anyway, so new moon circles will be free for members. You'll also get a calendar. I'm working currently getting very close to finishing, uh, the calendar of transits and retrogrades. So every time a planet changes signs, every time a planet goes retrograde, when it goes direct, um, when the eclipses are, I'm get, I'm putting together a calendar for next year that will be available for purchase for $37, um, to the public, but you'll get it free for members. And then, um, there'll be a bunch of other stuff. I'm like resources I'm working on to put out at least once a month, like a, because I like, so that might not sound like a lot, a resource once a month, but I don't want you to be overwhelmed. And so there'll be kind of like a topic for the month. And then, um, I'll give you like, it'll be a pretty hefty resource, like a download or something. Like, uh, I'm working on a birth chart resource that will be kind of the focus for January. Anyway, things like that you'll get as part of the membership. So if you want more info about that, just go to, um, it'll be linked in the show notes or you can go to yogiscopes.com slash store to see the pricing options. Yearly is $108, uh, which is $9 a month. That's like pretty cheap y'all. And then monthly is $14.99. And, um, I'm gonna run this. This is the founder special. So if you sign up in the month of December, you'll be locked into that price for life. As long as you never cancel your membership, unless like, if you need to pause your membership for something, um, you can reach out to me and we'll do it and you can keep that price. But if you just like cancel it without talking to me, then the automations and the system will not let you sign up again for, um, that same price. Anyway, so that's the membership. Enough about that. Let's talk about, um, the other transits that happened this week quickly. And then I will dive into what the solar eclipse new moon means. Some all, as always yoga practices and journal prompts. And then if you want the sign by sign, that's going up just for members. Okay, ready? Okay, so the two other astrological happenings this week, um, which I cover in the December horoscope, December Yogi Scope Outlook that went out for the members. It's already out. If you sign up, you will get immediate access to it. Um, but I bring them up. I normally, like, I'm, I might not because this is episode's already going to be long with the all the eclipse stuff because it's a lot, pretty heavy topic. Um... But they're important because they are impacting things that will contribute to the energy of the eclipse. So, um, the two things are Neptune went direct in Aquarius on the first, which was Wednesday. Um, and so that's important because Jupiter is also in Aquarius, big energy there. Um, but then the other thing is the day after the eclipse on the fifth, which is Sunday, um, Mars will move into Scorpio. And the reason that matters, of course, is because the eclipse is happening in Scorpio. And as you'll see, as we begin to talk about it some more, the energy of the clip, the eclipse is so it's often called a portal eclipse season, like whatever kind of happens during eclipse season, you're like making shifts and changes in your life whether you do that intentionally or not. So hopefully if you're here, you're like 
here to learn how you can do that intentionally, right? That like that's like the point of studying astrology is so that we can work with these energies a little more intentionally instead of just being pushed around by them. Um, because everybody is, whether they realize it or not. Um, so, so you get to take a little more agency and autonomy over that and say, okay, here's the energy at play. Here's what I can do to work with it. Um, but so, so we're kind of closing out a, a karmic loop, uh, perhaps. So if you intentionally work with it, so you're either reinforcing it, whether intentionally or not, you know, maybe, maybe you've been doing something related to that, whatever axis this eclipse season is happening on for you. Um, and it's been working and you want to reinforce more of that, then awesome. Do that. Or maybe something comes up with this eclipse season that you're, um, that hasn't been working for you and, and you finally become aware perhaps of what exactly it is or because sometimes we don't really know why something's not working. We just know that it's not working. And this eclipse season can actually be a really good time to get into the nitty gritty of that and say like, okay, well, maybe is it my approach? Is it um, just the the thing, whatever it is, is like faulty in general? You know, whatever. We'll get more into the details of that, especially if you listen to the sign by sign, which again, will just be in the membership, not at the end of the episode for everybody this time, but it'll go up in the membership. Um, but if you can also look back, um, because it's on an axis with whatever the, the moon, the lunar eclipse, the full moon lunar eclipse that happened, which that one did have a public sign by sign on it. So you could just think about that axis So maybe something came up that is not working or maybe just that those areas of life have been really impacted or impactful for you for the past, uh, you know, since like last October or so, or especially since the eclipse season of last year, which was like November, December. So these things probably started coming to a head then. They're probably really coming to a head now and... So we're, we're at a kind of point with the eclipse season that wherever Taurus and Scorpio are for you is the areas that will be impacted. And then it will continue to either. So it's basically like whatever you do now to set yourself up for success or not will be amplified and really play out over the next, I don't know, how long is it till April? Is that like four months, five months? Um, until, oh, sorry, no, March until, well, really end of March, early April until Rahu and K2 move, which we will talk about later, but, um, Rahu and K2 are the eclipse points. They're the nodes of the moon. So they're not actually planets. We treat them like planets, but, um, they're just points in space where either the sun or the moon are when eclipses happen. So that's kind of why we treat them like planets because they they do move around us but they're not fixed points in space they also they behave like a planet but that's why they're called shadow planets because it's kind of like when the when eclipse happens so this one is a a solar eclipse which means the moon is coming in between the earth and the sun because it's it's a new moon and when a new moon happens the the moon is on the sun side of the earth 
It's as close. Yeah, it's as close to the sun as it ever gets. And then when a full moon happens, the moon is on the far side. It's so, so it's the earth is between the sun and the moon in space. And so also from our point of view, it's like they can't, they couldn't get further from each other in the sky um, for a full moon and for a new moon, they couldn't get closer together in the sky in an eclipse, especially because the moon is overlapping the sun from our point of view. And so the point where that happens is what we call K2, the south node of the moon. You might've heard it before because I think that's a concept used in Western astrology, the south node and the north node is Rahu. Um, and so those are points in space. And so K2 has been in Scorpio since last October and it will move next, um, March 16th, in fact. Um, and so Rahu and K2, they're always like completely opposite each other in the sky. They're asked, they're mutually aspecting each other is something we say when planets in Vedic astrology, Western astrology has a lot more aspects than that. They have like square and trine and a bunch of shit. I don't know. Um, sextile, quintile, like just crazy amount of stuff. Vedic astrology has every planet when they are opposing each other. So seven houses away, completely opposite of each other in the sky. That's an aspect. And some other planets have special aspects. Anyway, that's a, I'm, I'm really tangenty y'all. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I want to explain this to you in, in terms of like, science because that's how my brain works and that's what I feel like you know I'll find my people who want to learn about astrology that doesn't just feel super mystical um because it is mystical and it's magical and I believe in the magic of it but I also like when I understand the science behind it personally it helps me understand the more esoteric and mystical implications so with that said This was all to explain why Mars and Scorpio matters, and I'll get there, I promise. Um, But this is also relevant. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but anyway. um, So when an eclipse happens, especially, so this one is a solar eclipse, the moon is blotting out the energy of the sun, basically, because in space, from our point of view, so in space, the moon is as close to the sun as it gets. And from our point of view, the moon is actually covering up the sun. Um, So we'll think about that from an archetypal standpoint, what that means. Um, And so that's how we'll interpret what it means for you in your life, um, especially based on what sign that is happening in. But so Scorpio, um, Scorpio and Taurus are completely opposite each other. And so the last um, eclipse we had just the immediate previous full moon lunar eclipse, the moon was in Taurus with Rahu. And so right now it's actually a good time because Rahu is exalted in Taurus. K2 is exalted in Scorpio. So those two planets called the karmic nodes are actually happy right now. They're like, I mean, they're still karmic nodes. Like they're still stirring up shit. Cause that's what they do. They, they bring up karmic lessons and things. Um, and especially in those areas of life, wherever Taurus and Scorpio are for you. And then you can apply the Taurus and Scorpio qualities, um, to that. 
but they're, they're doing really well there, um, as well as they can do because they're both exalted. And last time the moon was in Taurus where it is exalted. This time the moon is in Taurus where it's debilitated. So the moon, which represents our mind and emotions is like not doing super hot right now. So basically a large energy we'll see with this um, solar eclipse is heightened emotions and especially deep emotions. And so I'm getting into all of that. I'll, I'll get into it more in just a moment, but to talk about Mars in Scorpio. So it actually moves there the day after the eclipse happens. But like I was saying, during this eclipse is not really technically the time to set things in motion, but it's time to like kind of clear out baggage so that as we move into the next several months while Rahu and Ketu are still where they are in Taurus and Scorpio, we can kind of um, break the karmic cycles that we may have been working with throughout this lifetime, perhaps even throughout past lifetimes. If you subscribe to that theory, it doesn't matter if you do or not. Um, the point is it's, you may have noticed patterns and things coming up related to those areas of life for you for the past year ish, a little over a year. And if you use this eclipse period time to clear out what you need to clear out or elucidate what you need to elucidate in your mind, you can really work with that energy moving forward all the way up through March. Um, and so now I finally get to where Mars and Scorpio is relevant. So because Mars, uh, yes, rules Scorpio, Scorpio is a water sign, but it is ruled by Mars. So Mars is happy there. Moon is not happy there. The moon is at its worst. So that's going to bring some challenging stuff, but Mars is doing really well. So if you can, um, kind of face your emotions rather than trying to escape them. When you really get clear on like what it is that needs to happen, then you can move forward, uh, through the next few months, especially as you know, Mars moves into Scorpion. It'll be there for a little bit. Um, it will amplify your ability to assertively rather than aggressively and passionately work with this energy and, and kind of accomplish what you need to accomplish. So basically what I'm saying is the eclipse period is the time to lay low and figure it out. And then the next day on the fifth, Mars moves into Scorpio, and that will be a really good time to actually do the work with this energy. But if you don't want to be just coming out sideways and unclear about your emotions and, um, feeling like you're spinning your wheels or being really emotionally aggressive rather than assertive, assertive, then that would be what happens if you like don't really face the emotions, the tough emotions that might come up during this eclipse time. And then we move into Mars, moves into Scorpio. And then, um, you have all that Mars and heat, passionate, fiery energy, uh, going on. And so that could be bad. You get what I'm saying? I hope so. If not, like reach out to me, please, and ask me. Um, you know how my 
social medias are always linked in the show notes. You can also email me, rosemary at yogiscopes.com. Yeah, just get in touch with me somehow, please, if that didn't make sense. So, So that's Mars and Scorpio. And then to backtrack really quick, Neptune moved direct in Aquarius, which is where Jupiter is. I did a whole episode on Jupiter moving into Aquarius because it's a pretty big deal. So if you missed that one or if you forgot already, please go back. I actually made that one with the intention for it to be a resource for the next several months while Jupiter is in Aquarius because it's a big deal. Um, And so Jupiter brings this like expansive energy. Um, It does pretty well in Aquarius, especially if you bring some structure to like if you're trying to manifest some shit especially some shit that's related to the greater good like the collective good of society um and you have some kind of meth methylot you you have a method to your madness sorry i can't talk right <laughs> um if you have a method to your madness and you're pretty like structured and disciplined take a structured and disciplined approach, like especially focusing on your habits, this will be a really favorable time for that. And so that's Jupiter and Aquarius in a nutshell. Um, but then Neptune has been in Aquarius since 2009. So it's a long time. Ne- Neptune is one of the outer planets. So it's super slow moving. Um, it stays in a, pl- in a sign for, you know, over a decade. Um, and it's been retrograde since like, May or June or so of this year. Um, it's not its first retrograde since it's been in Aquarius, but anyway, Neptune represents, um, like transcendence and oneness and, um, sort of like more dreamy stuff, like, like dream interpretations type things are super, like that's a super Neptune activity and like transcendental meditation, stuff like that. Um, and then, and thinking in terms of more like, um, your oneness with the collective rather than, uh, like a super individualistic approach to your spiritual endeavors or whatever. Um, and then put, add that energy of Neptune into the sign of Aquarius, which is a pretty independent sign, but also a sign that's like super concerned with the greater good. Um, that just, it might bring some more clarity around that. And so I think, um, Aquarius is not on the Taurus and Scorpio axis, but it is, um, it's a like it's so especially if you are a Taurus or Scorpio or an Aquarius or Leo, these signs are all happening in what's called your Kendra houses, which are like your big deal houses, like what I call them, um, your first, fourth, seventh, and tenth. Um, so it matters for other people too because it's these are big energies, um, but especially if you're one of those signs, it might be a huge time of like shifting in your life. It might be really big for you. Um, so. When you're thinking about your eclipse stuff, just keep this in the back of your mind that it might be a good time to have some more clarity around perhaps what you want to manifest. Um, It might give you the, the urge to escape from limitations. It might give you um, the need to feel at one with some greater 
collective or or whole like create a sense of belonging for yourself so just keep those in mind that if you can align what you're doing related to the eclipse to some kind of like collective endeavor greater good like your dharma if you're living in alignment with your dharma that's why so i have this dharma worksheet um that i think is underutilized (laughs) just based on what i can see people that have gone and gotten it um and I'm, I'm planning to make it better. That's another thing that'll be for the membership first, probably, um, is more work with the Dharma worksheet. If you can live in line, in alignment with your Dharma, um, you will already be on that path of like aligning with the greater collective good. That's kind of like what Dharma is. So just keep that in your mind related to these eclipse things. And so now... Without further ado, I will get more in depth into the eclipse. You know, I've already explained it a little bit astronomically what's happening um, because I felt like you needed that background to understand why Mars moving into Scorpio is important. And I hope that all made sense. Um, And now we will get into what exactly the solar eclipse new moon means astrologically, get into some yoga practices and journal prompts. So quick recap, the sun represents our soul. It's sometimes called the soul planet. It represents our vitality, how we like to show up in the world, what brings us vitality. The moon represents our more inner world, our mind, our emotions, um, especially the emotional brain. So the, the more intellectual thinking brain is more of a mercury thing. So the moon is like, deep emotions like your psyche um and the sun is kind of the the pure opposite of that um it's it's how you show up in the world how you present yourself to the world things like that um so these things while I might say they're opposites they definitely impact each other of course and they are conjunct right now meaning they're as close as they can get to each other in the sky um in the sky in the sign of scorpio where the sun does pretty well. I mean, it's not like, um, Scorpio is ruled by Mars. Mars and the sun are, are great friends. Um, so, so the sun is fine there. The moon is absolutely not fine there. Um, it's like the worst sign the moon can be in. So that's why it can bring some, uh, troublesome emotions, right now, uh, the moon being in Scorpio, that's, uh, probably what's getting dug up and brought to the surface for this, um, new moon. So that's what we're going to talk a lot about, um, related to the new moon is the heightened emotions and how to work with that energy. So that, like I was saying with Mars and Scorpio, so that you can move forward with a lot of energy around, um, moving forward in the way that you want to, um, with some drive and passion and be really effective in that moving forward um, instead of kind of, you know what happens when you when you're not in touch with your emotions and then you end up coming out sideways. I don't know about y'all, like maybe that's not a thing that you've noticed, but that's the thing that I've noticed when I'm not really in touch with um, my emotions and then especially related needs to those emotions. Um, then I end up 
being like mad about shit and not sure why and like whatever. So, so that's kind of what I'm getting at with the Mars and Scorpio energy as we move forward out of this eclipse. If you can really use this time to hone in on some troublesome emotions, maybe clear out some baggage type endeavor, like do stuff like that. Then when you move forward, you'll feel probably a lot lighter and you can use the rest of this, um, Rahu and Taurus, K2 and Scorpio transit until March to, um, set a new way of being in that, in that area of life for you. Like basically, um, really set in tone that you've like broken the, the karmic cycle. Um, so that's really what the eclipse period is about is noticing the karmic cycles that you've been in and then we'll move forward. And if you can face it rather than trying to escape it, um, then you'll move forward and the karmic cycle will have been broken. And I actually, so I shared a funny meme in, um, the Facebook group, the yoga plus astrology Facebook group that was like, uh, what's his name from the office? Sorry, um, forget his name, the like main guy, like the boss from the office. Um, and he was like making that funny face with a bandana. I don't know. I don't really watch the office, but I know it's funny. Um, and it said like your spirit guides watching you, uh, repeat the thing that you just released in the last full moon cycle, which is like hilarious, right? Cause we've all done it. Um, and it's just a funny meme cause the guy's making a funny face. Um, but we've all done it. Like we've all been like, I'm gonna release this way of being. And then it happens that something triggers you, um, and you do it again. And then you're like, oh shit. Okay. Right. So, and that's, that's basically what a karmic cycle is. And so if we can, um, get really into the nitty gritty of like, okay, what is causing me to act that way? Um, right now. And then going forward for the rest of the time, like, while especially while Mars is in Scorpio, you can say, I'm going to really practice this new way of being or whatever, so that it can become set in stone by the time the energies shift again, because we all know that habits don't, you don't just like not do something one time and then you're never going to do it again or start a new habit. You know, whether, whether, whether you're implementing a new habit or releasing an old one, it doesn't just take one time. It doesn't just take one full moon ritual. It takes several, it takes practice, right? Um, so that's kind of the energy here, which is why I was trying to really harp on the Mars and Scorpio, because if you can harness that, get really, find your clarity now, harness it later. Okay. So it's an important dynamic. It's an important step to take so that you're not just spinning your wheels or getting burnt out. If you don't have that clarity as we move into the Mars and Scorpio transit. So, um, it's not just in Scorpio. It's in the lunar mansion of Giesta Nakshatra. Sorry, y'all. I can't speak well. Um, and so, Giesta is uh, represented by a star that is at the heart of Scorpio. And this star, um, it's actually, uh, I don't know how to say it, y'all. I'm sorry. Antares, A-N-T-A-R-E-S. And I don't know if y'all know there's a song called Chasing Antares. It's a good song. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> So it's said to be 
it's said to be, it probably is, I don't know, I haven't looked it up astronomically, but supposedly it's many times larger than our sun. And so that just adds to the energy of the sun is being like entirely blotted out right now, which means, which is part, adds to the energy of like, it's not time to focus on how you show up in the world. It's time to focus on the emotions behind how you show up in the world so you can clear some shit up there so that you can show up better, especially as Mars moves into Scorpio. Um, and so it's, a, it's said that this star, or basically the lunar mansion of Giesha, brings a great capacity for accomplishment, but you have to first deal with your inner conflicts and the ability to wield power responsibly. And then if you're able to do that, you'll be able to basically manifest whatever it is you're trying to manifest in a really great way. So a little caveat that I will give you there with this manifestation, whatever it is you're trying to do, because as we know, new moons are like times to set intentions. So I do think it's a good time for you to set intentions, um, especially related to how you want to show up for the next few months. And I've been harping on clearing out baggage. So this is, it's an important dynamic because to show up well, that's what I've been talking about on the science of light. In fact, we have to let go of the ways of being that aren't serving us, which means we have to become aware of them and let them go. But I would rather you focus on it. So get clear with that stuff and I'll have some yoga practices and journal prompts, of course, to help facilitate that. But Instead of setting your intention to be like, I'm not going to be this way anymore, I would hope that you would think of, okay, this is the thing I want to release, but here's what I'm going to do instead. Because if you're just like, I, I talk about this actually a lot because I'm, I'm in recovery and a lot of times people with like quitting doing drugs or drinking or whatever it is, um, they're like, I'm just going to quit that. And where people mess up is they don't have something else to do instead. And so when shit gets hard, they get triggered, whatever, um, they just go back to that old way of being. And that's an extreme example. Maybe it is something that big for you. Um, and if it is and, and you need some extra support, I'm totally here from you, here for you, either to help you find resources or to be a resource for you myself. Um, and even if it's not something that big, I'm, I'm here for you. Like I am, uh, <laughs> I really am like, you can reach out to me. I know like sometimes I listen to podcasts and it's like a stranger podcast. I don't want like, I list they're in my car and I spend lots of time with this person, but they don't know me at all. So it's like intimidating to reach out, but I hope that I'm conveying to you that you don't have to be intimidated to reach out to me just like do it. Um, <laughs> so Anyway, so even if it's something smaller, um, like, I don't know. I don't have a good example right now. I'm sorry. Um, if you are just focusing on what you don't want to do, you're going to empower that thing with, the, with this energy right now. So please uh, do think about what you want to release, but then moving forward, um, definitely think about what you can do instead. So the journal prompts I have should, should help with that. Um, but then also, so that's the caveat, but the, the overall energy is that emotions are really heightened right now. The emotions, so the moon, 
mind and emotions are actually blotting out the sun conjunct in a lunar mansion with a star that is bigger than the sun. Um, so it's just like our emotions are heightened. They're chaotic. They're like, um, yeah, it's just a lot of like fiery energy going on there. Um, and related to the motion to the emotions. So it's an important time. I think the biggest like piece of advice I can give you is to face those things rather than try to escape them. Because, um, if you try to escape it through, you know, I don't know, scrolling, drugs, drinking, sex, shopping, um, whatever, even like, I won't say that right now. Um, so, so if you use whatever avenues you use to usually find an escape, this shit's going to keep coming up for you. So it's time to face it. So that actually, yeah, that gets into the, um, yoga practices that I have for you. So restorative and yoga nidra are super indicated right now, especially if you can do some kind of heart opening shapes in your restorative practice. So I almost was like, oh, it's a time to like, I, I almost started to think that you could do some sun salutations to increase the sun energy or some like warming practices. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? No, that's not going to be good because as challenging as it might be to slow down and be still, um, that's what's needed right now. And doing a faster practice, like a vinyasa practice could actually even, um, heighten the kind of escapism energy. And that's what I was getting ready to say a minute ago when I was like, no, I'm not gonna say that right now. I wanted to give it with the context of the yoga practices. So the reason I think restorative and yoga nidra are indicated is because restorative yoga, or you could do yin yoga too, but I'm thinking restorative, um, because yin can be a little bit intense also. Um, so if you didn't know, yin yoga is usually without props. It might have some minor props, but restorative uses a lot more props. But the intention of yin is to deeply, deeply stretch and reach your edge so that you can push that edge. So even though it's a very still practice, it's still intense. And restorative is like, we're going to prop you up and you're going to sit there for a while in stillness, but it's going to be just before your edge, um, which creates a deep sense of rest. Uh, and I think that's what's going to be needed to kind of combat this, um, intense energy, all this Scorpio energy, very intense. Um, and then yoga nidra can actually be a way to kind of tap into the deep psyche. So there's lots of guided yoga nidras. That's actually the practice I have planned to offer in the new moon, um, circle for tomorrow is, is a restorative and yoga nidra practice. Um, yeah, so, Scorpio is represented by like deep, dark places, you know, the depths of the psyche. So I think strengthening the moon energy with restorative yoga. Um, if you wanted to do a little more active practice, I would definitely choose moon salutations over sun salutations. Um, or then if you've ever done like an inner light or a white light meditation, I just think these kind of practices will really 
strengthen your connection to those deep emotions and they will help bring stuff, some stuff up, which can be hard, can be challenging, but that's kind of the idea. We want to sit in stillness with the stuff instead of trying to escape it or beat it down into submission, which I know personally, like I'm not trying to call anybody out. If anything, I'm calling myself out. When I do like a vinyasa practice, a lot of times it does settle my mind, but not in a way of like, I sat with the stuff until I was ready to release it in a way of more of like, I, I beat those emotions into submission and wore my body out. You know what I mean? Which is fine. Like there's a place for that, but I think this particular eclipse is not the place for that. So restorative yoga, yoga nidra, uh, inner light or white light meditations. You can find those kind of meditations on, I use insight timer and I'm not like, I've told y'all before, I'm not like a, an affiliate marketer. Cause I feel like that cheapens my recommendations. Um, that's like genuinely what I use in my practice is the app called insight timer. It's fantastic. Um, you can search yoga nidra on there. Um, if you want to reach out to me and I can recommend you some, I'd be happy to do that. Um, and then one day I'll have these things in my membership. And in fact, I do, I will tomorrow if you come to the new moon, uh, thing, but right now it's not like in a pre-recorded format, but one day, one day there will be. So those are the yoga practices. Let's get into the journal prompts. And like I've said before, um, maybe you're new around here and you haven't heard me say it. I think doing the yoga practice and then doing the journal practice is a really great way to create the container. Like, especially if you do the yoga practice and then sit down and do the journaling practice right after, it can create that container for self-reflection. But some other ways to do that would be to just do a mind dump journaling beforehand. Because I know, I recognize, like, y'all, I have a toddler. Not all of us have time to just do two hours of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes we got to get in where we fit in, right? And um, so whatever you can do to kind of create this container, um, maybe it's while you're doing dishes or while you're driving, but like, I would hope you would do some kind of something to be like, now I'm doing this practice. And maybe that's starting with the yoga practice, or maybe it's something as simple as taking three breaths or just taking, writing like a paragraph of mind dump to kind of clear some energy Whatever it is that you do to, like, separate, like, now I'm doing this practice is a great idea. Um, So, basically, the idea with the journal prompts is to just super get in touch with your feelings. So, if you wanted to just do a mind dump journal, uh, I think that is a great way. Mind dump for as long as you have to mind dump, you know, until you literally are, like, writing in circles or whatever. You know what I mean? Just get it out. But then if you want specific questions. So I have a few. Um, I have actually eight of them. I have, I will offer you a few here and then the members get all of them and they get them in written format. They will be in the show notes for the members only. Sorry, gotta give you incentives, um, for all this hard work that I do to want to, um, support me in that by signing up for a membership, super cheap right now. Um, so Basically, you just want to get in touch with your feelings. So you might start out with just what are you feeling right now? Um, And then here are some prompts. So you could just start with what am I feeling right now and do a mind dump and just write forever until you don't feel like writing anymore, until your hand cramps, whatever, until your kid cries or something. Um, So, but then you could also use these prompts 
the feelings I have been experiencing a lot of lately are, or the feelings that have been causing me tension lately are. And lately could mean today, this morning, last week, last lunar cycle, since the eclipse season, since Rahu and K2 moved into Taurus and Scorpio. So like last October, last year or so, whatever you choose for lately, uh, maybe your whole life, whatever. Um, and then after you've kind of gotten in touch with those things, good and bad feelings that you've been experiencing a lot of recently, whatever that means for you. Um, then let's think about the feelings I want to experience more of in life include, and then just jot some things down, spend a few minutes. Um, and then think about the activities, projects, and people that bring me the most joy, meaning, and connection are spend a few minutes with that one. Um, and then if I was going to add something that brought more meaning, joy, and enthusiasm into my life, I would add what? Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's an activity. Maybe it's a way of being. Um, if you want more clarity around this, there will be a few more journal prompts than that, that I think might help facilitate that jump a little bit better, um, in the membership. And also the sign by sign, Yogi Scopes will be in the membership so you can get some insight on what exactly area of life may be good to focus on for you. But maybe you have an intuitive awareness and if you do, I say run with that because there are a lot of factors more than just the one sign um, to your birth chart that could be indicating. And so if you want even more clarity, you could try the membership to have the sign by sign and then a step past that. Maybe you want to skip past the membership and just go ahead and schedule a reading with me to get some of my one-on-one -on -one time and attention to help you sort through some of this stuff. And a birth chart reading, we're not just going to talk about, we will talk about what's going on astrologically right now, but we're going to talk a lot about your karmic blueprint in life. So with all that said, thank you so much for listening to this decently long episode. I'm glad you stuck around until the end. I hope to see you over in the membership with the sign by sign Yogi Scopes. Look for the link for that in the show notes and reach out to me if you have any questions or if I can be any more of support to you. <laughs>